0: Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we hear stories of people who are making time in their lives to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. This week's podcast, Milk the Damn Goat, featuring David and Jessica Yench. All
1: of our kids survived that first year, winter. Nope, the last Goat lost kids, one. goat kids. Goat kids, sorry. <laughs> that's a good (laughs)
2: it it was a rough first year we lost a couple of kids
1: oh man
2: we've had more since then so you know we've more than made up
1: not human children goat kids
0: before we jump into this week's podcast i want to remind you that taking care of ourselves is key to taking care of this world However, it is unbelievably difficult to find the time to get to a yoga studio or to a gym, and no one likes being surrounded by a bunch of strangers while working out. You could work out at home, but it's nearly impossible to stay motivated, and let's be honest, searching for good options on YouTube is enough to make you want to give up before you start. I've got good news, TDH Virtual Experience has got you covered. Experience a class setting virtually, on your terms. Enjoy yoga, boogie fit, dance fitness, and even ballet and tap dance classes, simply by logging into your account. You'll have the opportunity to ask questions and receive personal answers. You will be part of a fun and supportive community without leaving your home. This is the best of both worlds, and the best part, it's for everyone, anywhere, anytime and it starts at just $25 a month. Wanna check it out? Go to thedancinghouse.com and start your two-week free trial today. No credit card is required and new classes are added every week. That's thedancinghouse.com, proud supporters of Jesus Never Ran and of dreamers everywhere. I pull into the gravel driveway of David and Jessica Yench and let me tell you, there's a lot to take in. They have recently purchased an old Amish house that they're literally in the middle of fixing up. And I don't know what you know about the Amish community, but one of their beliefs is that they don't believe you should have electricity in your house. So when you buy an old Amish house, one of the first things you need to do is wire the entire place. So when I talk about a project, a fixer-upper project, this is a huge project that David and Jessica are in the midst of. And when I look around outside, I also see projects going on out there that you can tell that there's a fence that's just been put up. And this fence is meant to keep all of their animals from running around the countryside wild, I suppose. So David comes to greet me. He walks out on his front porch. And the amazing thing about David is that he could easily pass for an Amish guy because he has this extremely impressive huge Amish looking beard and it's the kind of beard that makes guys like me who struggle to grow facial hair extremely jealous. And so David with his huge beard walks out on his deck and right behind him is his daughter Amalia and she's holding their newborn baby Franklin and it's like she wants to show off franklin to me but i think more importantly she wants to show off that she can carry her new brother franklin and so it's a little less showing off her brother and a little bit more showing off herself now their deck looks like any deck would look like other than there is a big clawfoot bathtub out on it waiting to be installed and you enter the house through the basement and so i walk through the sliding basement doors And down the steps comes this little guy, Lincoln, and he greets me. And the first thing that he wants to do is show me something on the other side of the basement. What does he want to show me? Of course, a hundred baby chicks and baby turkeys that they're raising in their basement. There is not too many things that are cuter than a hundred baby chicks and turkeys all huddled together. It was the cutest thing in the world, and they're raising them in their basement until they're old enough to where they can put them all outside. I walk up the steps and yeah. I see what to the normal think, eye would look, would look a like a, a humongous project. project. And they're living in the house at this Don't point as well. Me. So not only are they fixing up the house, they're also living in it. So they've got their clothes on hangers in the middle of rooms because drywall still getting finished. There's tools and half done things all over the place because they're just plugging oh, yeah. along as they're going through life. And so I would expect to look into their eyes and see some weariness, some tiredness, some frustration, all of those things that go along with a big project. But instead what I see are faces with smiles on them and eyes filled with hope because I can tell that this family does not feel like they are living in the middle of a project. They they don't feel like they're living in the midst of a construction zone. I sense that they feel as if they are living in the midst of their dream, which is unfolding right before their eyes.
1: Okay, hey, guys, go outside and try to find those eggs. That would be really fantastic.
0: It goes without saying that a person wouldn't buy an Amish house and a bunch of animals just for the fun of it. At least in my mind, they shouldn't. It seems extremely out of the ordinary what they're in the middle of doing. So I asked Dave and Jessica, what is your dream? What is your purpose in life? What is your hope for the future? What is it that makes you do what you're in the middle of doing?
1: Our big dream is to restore the land to be what God created it to be.
0: Just live the life that we think that
2: God has called us to um, specific for our family and that looks like us um, sort of living off the land doing air quotes um, raising animals having a big garden and that kind of stuff but doing it all together as a family And, and being in that uh, I guess being an example and uh, inspiration for other people to follow whatever it is that they're being called to do as well
1: so like expanding on that a little bit so we want to one raise our own food with animals and possibly gardening because it's gonna happen (laughs) Um, but then also teaching our kids how to be entrepreneurs themselves so right now we're We homeschool, and we have them each owning kind of a piece of what we're doing here. So one kid is doing rabbits, and that is going to be his business. Another kid wants to do um, sauerkraut and fermentation kind of things. Um, One is doing turkeys and ducks. And one, I don't know what Monroe's doing. And then Franklin's. She's doing goats.
2: Horses. Horses. She's doing
1: horses that we don't have. And I don't (laughs) think we're going to get. So I don't know what she's doing. But that is another one of our goals is to. And I'm going to raise goats. And Dave's doing goats. And I'm raising kids. So, but doing all of that together. So living a life together while teaching our kids and then having people, yeah helping people be inspired to live the life that God called them to be living to.
0: One of the things that really stuck out to me about David and Jessica's dream and their their purpose is this idea of them wanting to bring their land back to life. They want to bring it back to the way that God intended it to be. As I think about that, I'm guessing that all of us can relate in one way or another. Now. We are not all in the business of trying to bring life to land or animals around us. That's not all of our purposes. But I do think that we all have things in our life that we need to be focused on bringing back to the way God intended them to be. That could simply be us. We could be the thing that we need to focus on bringing back to the way God created it. It could be a dream that we have deep down in our heart somewhere, something that we've lost over years and years of just living life. And maybe that's the thing that God put in our hearts that we need to work really hard to bring back to life. And the other thing that I'm really struck by is that their dream is way bigger than themselves. I love that it includes their kids. And I also love that they want to do what they feel purpose to do, not just for themselves, but then they want to take that and allow others to see it so other people can go after whatever it is that God is asking them to bring back to life. I think any dream that has a purpose just within ourselves is ultimately going to be a huge disappointment, but a dream that includes other people beyond ourselves That is the type of dream worth doing crazy, beautiful, amazing things to accomplish. One of the biggest challenges to bringing a dream or a goal to life is just being gutsy enough to do it. Along the journey, if you're going after something that you feel deep in your heart, the odds are you're going to have to take some pretty significant leaps of faith in that journey. You can't just live life out as you always have and then expect your dreams to come out of that. We often need to take some steps to get to that place. So I asked this happy couple, you know, what are some of those steps that you've taken to go after your dream, to go after your purpose? What are some of the things that you've done to this point that have helped you move towards your dream?
2: Well... We currently live in a formerly Amish house that had no electricity and very sketchy plumbing and when we bought it, so we're sitting in a semi-finished house and, and it's like we camp in our house, um, basically, so that's maybe uncommon and atypical. but. Um, Before that, I guess, we've never been afraid to move away from security and um, go against what the majority of people think we should do. Mm. Um, That's true. Yeah. For example, when, like, the first big leap for us was me, I had just gotten... Well, I had been teaching in the public school system for three years, and knowing what I know now, that's really a kind of cushy job. Uh, it's not a bad thing to have because you get three months off in the summer, and, like, man, who doesn't want that? Anyway, um, I, we, we moved because we wanted to get a better price on land. We were living in the Madison area, and I, I left a, a very secure job and, um, without having any job lined up. We had a house that hadn't sold, and we moved away from it.
1: And didn't sell for like a year and a half. With no
2: prospects for anything, really, because we wanted to um, get started. Because there's only so long you can
0: think about things before it's either going to happen or it's not. We've probably all heard that adage that says you have to give up good to go for great. And when I say it out loud, it sounds a little bit corny. I realize that. But what I've realized is over the years, I've met a lot of people who are not happy with their lives. And one of the factors that is similar across the board of people who are not happy in their lives is that they've accepted the good in life. But the problem with good is that good is not inspiring. You're not going to run into somebody doing something good and be overly inspired by it. Good doesn't spur you on. Good doesn't make you want to stand on your desk and be proud. Good is a bit mundane. What makes you want to be proud and what makes you spur others on and what makes you want to stand up and shout out loud what you're in the midst of are great things. And greatness looks like being willing to quit your safe job like David did in order to go after something that's so deep-rooted in your heart. Greatness looks like being willing to relocate your family because there might be another area of the world that makes more sense to go after your dream. And so we all have to ask ourselves, what are we in the middle of that's good but that isn't great? And we can't build our dream by adding more things on top of the good in our lives. Sometimes we have to get rid of some of the good things in our lives so that we can replace it with great things. Because if we just keep trying to put more and more things on our schedule, we're going to be running so fast that we can't see straight. And we need to remember the title of this podcast is Jesus Never Ran. Because all throughout the Bible, you will not find a reference to Jesus running. He moved at such a steady, easy pace through life. Life And when he did that, God would bring people in front of him that he would address, he would heal them, he would meet their needs. And that's what we want to do in our lives. And so as we're moving towards our dreams, we need to do it in a way that is ultimately going to be sustainable, in a way that we can walk with our heads held high through this life, as opposed to running with our eyes closed through this life. Now, David and Jessica, again, have a pretty significant family that they're in charge of they've got a lot of kids and when you're doing things like quitting jobs and relocating i bet that they have had thoughts go through their minds such as what if we fail we've had some some pretty large failures yeah and in the end
2: (laughs) thankfully because it could have been worse very easily I won't get into the details but like some
1: serious blogs. <laughs> we'll I don't even there. know
2: if it'll be released on the blog it might be too soon I don't know because <laughs> there might be still some people that are out there that are wanting to I'm just, I can't say anymore <laughs> um, in the end in the end if things don't work out right probably you're just going to be out some money yeah People print more money every day. That's from um, Willie, what, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's the golden ticket. Charlie was going to give away the golden ticket, and the, oh, yeah. the crazy uncle was like, there's only five of these, but people print more money. Like, you know, in the end, if you, if you fall flat on your face, you're just out some money. You can get more of that. Mm-hmm. But you can't get your time back, and you can't get your life back. So do it. Amen. I agree.
0: Another thing that gets in the way of us pursuing our dreams and pursuing our desires in life is that we're fearful of losing security. We're fearful of losing what we at least feel is secure. And so when you hear a story of David quitting his teaching job, one of the things that likely goes through your mind is they have a family. What about a stable income? What about health insurance what about retirement you have to be thoughtful and creative in terms of the money side of things but there are Mm -hmm. ways to do it
1: and i guess so we we don't necessarily view security the same way the rest of the nation or the majority of the nation does i think
0: One thing that's important to know about David and Jessica and their current situation is they're not making a living just off of their homestead. And they have such a fascinating viewpoint when it comes to employment. I'm definitely viewing employment differently because I'm
2: more... I don't think selfish is the right word for it, but I'm viewing it more in terms of like, well how is this going to benefit me and if I'm going to be employed I want it to be in a way that like I can use the skills or it's something that I really truly love doing. Um, For example at the time of this recording I'm employed at at working construction and for me well man, I'm doing this house renovation in my own house what if I could get paid to learn how to do these things and then that could work alongside of Jessica's real estate business. And if she's having trouble finding listings, well maybe we could you know, buy a house, we could fix it up and we can create our own listings. And I'm gonna get paid to get this education. So thinking differently about jobs. I don't think I'm called to be a construction worker but it, it can work out really well for me and I believe that I can provide a service to my employer as well. So um, there's that. And I guess it's just being more strategic. And if I have to be away from my house, um, it's, it's going to be more worthwhile than me just like throwing my life away.
0: <laughs> I can remember several times in my life when I was standing on the edge of a dream or an idea and I was looking into this unknown space with equal parts excitement and fear, just not quite knowing if I had the ability or the gutsiness to take that first step. And every time that I've been there, what I needed was somebody or even just a situation in life that would give me the nudge I needed to be willing to take that step. So I asked the radical homesteaders, what advice do you have for people who are standing at that space right now who have this idea, who have this dream, but are wondering how to take that first step? I think
1: sometimes you just have to jump. Um, And like if there is any sort of opportunity to take a step in the direction that you want to go, to do it without thinking. Because I think that there are... There are always opportunities, and if we sit back and wonder if we should, then you'll talk yourself out of it. Because I think sometimes you just have to experience and learn as you're going, and that's what you did.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, for me, this is kind of a like phrase that helps me a lot. Like, this is your life. Like, I don't know. You can... What are you going to do? It, it's such an important thing like <laughs> this is your life and and if you i think it also has to be the um the right thing like for us we we have been thinking about this and dreaming about it for a couple of years and it was clear to us that it wasn't going away yeah like it was it was unshakable for us and so like Use that as a check for yourself, too. Like, if there's something that, like, you just can't shake and it's been, like, months and months and months or maybe even years, and then the opportunity presents itself, which it will. If you're always thinking about this stuff, like, it's kind of the principle found in think and grow rich. Like, if you're just so set on this happening, an opportunity is going to come up. I've never milked an animal in my life, and you you can research and read about stuff but Which there, you did. I did a lot, and that was driving me crazy. But there comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. <laughs> <laughs> and so apply that to your area in life, you know, whatever it is, just got to do it.
0: Yep. Milk the damn goat, indeed. For David and Jessica, walking with Jesus looks like buying an old Amish house and filling it with children and having animals and renewing land to the way that God created it to be. This is the way that they live with freedom in their hearts and freedom in their minds. They honor God by taking care of everything he's blessed them with. This reminds me so much of the first two books of the Bible where Adam and Eve are walking with God in the Garden of Eden. And one of the things God asks of them is just to take care of the land. What greater purpose could there be in life? As I back out of David and Jessica's driveway, my heart is full. My head is racing. What is God calling me to renew back to its original form? And what damn goats in my life need to be milked? And probably most important, should I try to grow a humongous Amish beard so I can be like David? If you have a dream deep within your heart and you are just dying to get it out and you need a little bit of help, make sure you head over to the website at jesusneverran.com and check out The Walking Club. The Walking Club is a monthly videocast that will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Be sure to join us next week as we hear from Melissa Haymauer who turned tragedy into opportunity.